Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is earnings season. This afternoon, we're going to hear from Microsoft and Google. Tomorrow, it's Meta, PayPal, Spotify, Pinterest. But the two stocks that we are most interested in are both reporting on Thursday, Apple and Amazon. We are in one of those stock market cycles where good news might cause a minor rally, but bad news can cause a major crash. Just look at Tesla. They blew out earnings last week with numbers that were more than 50% higher than analysts were expecting. The stock did shoot up 10% the next day, but that's already back to where it started and today down even more. Just imagine if they had not reported record-breaking vehicle deliveries and record-breaking profit margins. That stock could have looked more like Netflix, which reported that it lost subscribers for the first time in a decade. Their stock is down 40% since last week. Last quarter wasn't much better for them. They dropped 30% after saying subscriber growth was slowing. That is 70% of their total market value gone in six months. Or look at Meta. They were cut in half since last summer, down 25% after their last uh, report. That, that was revealing that they had a historic drop in their daily Facebook users, which has us looking closely at our portfolios and a couple of our biggest holdings, Apple and Amazon, companies that don't seem to be losing customers, that they can be impacted by the disastrous supply chain and inflation and China lockdowns. In the past, even after great earnings, we've seen that both of these mega stocks can actually fall when there are concerns about the future. So today on Dumb Money, let's look into the future. What are we expecting from Apple and Amazon? Now, is it time to hedge? And now, will these stocks also be affecting the rest of the market today? We are Dumb Money. Three friends who turn $30,000 into $30 million using nothing more than Twitter and a zero commission trading account. The suits that work on Wall Street, they call those people the smart money. That's not us. Our goal is to help level the playing field for everyday investors. We are dumb money. Hey there, Dave here, along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. We are doing our best to hang in there in this market. I'm sure a lot of you are feeling the pain as well. Let's let's all band together and try to help others watch watching YouTube right now. Help them find this video. The Like Squad is doing their part this morning. You can help them by giving a gentle tap to the like button, or you can like the smash button if you prefer. Either way, we really do appreciate it. Chris, Jordan, the S&P down about 12% from its high. Uh, but the FANG stocks are doing way worse. Apple is the only one that's uh, slightly outperformed the S&P over the past six months. So understandably, all eyes are on earnings this week. First off, have either of you already hedged your portfolios? Yeah, I raised a bunch of cash earlier in the year, and so that's my biggest That's hedge. your hedge? Chris? Yeah, yeah, Jordan, I feel like of the three of us, you're the one that was just more naturally kind of suited for this market with your super conservative uh, positioning. I also feel that you're the one that's probably in the best position to take advantage of what we know inevitably um, will be a super big opportunity at some point in the next few years. If you decide to get more aggressive, I hope you do. Um, But guys, I've been getting so many DMs and messages and emails and calls from people 
just asking me like in desperation, like, what should I do, man? Like I, everyone's in so much pain. They're losing, we're all losing a tremendous amount of money. I'm losing a tremendous amount of money every single day. Uh, even though I've been hedged fairly significantly for me, you know, Dave, over what the past month I've been hedged. Yep. Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, I think this is one of the most unpredictable, difficult to assess markets day in and day out that I've ever been a part of, quite honestly. Uh, I'm having this conversation every day with people. There are way more questions than answers when I try to assess, should I be long or short the market? Questions that are just incredibly difficult to answer with any sort of accuracy or confidence. And for that Long reason, or short or neutral, or just trying to maintain neutrality by having your long positions hedged. And I'm well, not what, yet in a hedge position. Um, you you my, were you were for a minute. You were for a minute, and you took it off. But the briefly. question I would ask you, Dave, is it, when you look at why the market's going up and down every day, uh, it is almost impossible to understand what investor expectations are day to day. The, the, the things that are driving uh, this market right now are super unpredictable. It's supply chain that we know is tough. It's inflation that we know is tough. At the same time, we are showing a lot of really interesting demand still. A lot of, cons a lot of things are really positive on the consumer front. It's a really confusing market, and, the, it's, and it's investors confusing. do not know how to react. I think one of the most important things we, I've we, learned, and we've seen, like, even though we're at crazy high inflation rates, we just saw that the uh, CEO of uh, Bank of America reported that month, uh, year over year, March 2022 compared to 2021, 13 <laughs> percent higher dollar value spending, a seven and a half percent increase in the number of transactions. People are still buying despite prices being higher than ever, which to me bodes well for companies like Apple because their products have always been classified as the premium price point that has, and they still have high consumer demand. But I'm a little worried about their supply chain and their ability to deliver products because yeah, every day you go to the Apple website. And, and then controlling costs are going to be a problem for a lot of companies. And so that's where, I mean, that's where you're going to see margins get squeezed. And that's, but, but uh, guys, that's also, you said it, Dave, in the intro. We're in <clears> one of those markets where good results uh, do not get rewarded and bad results get punished. And people are finally starting to wake up to that reality and that's just something that you have to you have to face that man i mean this yeah. is a rough rough market at the same time we know from his history that you just never really know in these markets looking back when was the perfect time to have kind of went in a little deeper at the bottom right because you, you did get that bottoming out no one expected it we never expect it we it's always next to impossible to predict and so all the conversation right now that i've seen amongst people i really respect is you know is this the bottom is it not giving case studies for why it should be close to the bottom why they think it is why they think sentiment showing that i'm not buying any of it i'm not saying they're wrong yeah. I think I have to admit that I don't do not know what I do not know, and I do not know how investors are going to continue to react to news, macro events as they're unfolding, interest rates, inflation, additional supply chain issues, yeah. or massive consumer demand, and the yeah. fact that a lot of consumers do have more money in their pocket 
as a result of that stimulus. It seems like it was a million years ago, but the numbers don't lie. And there were, by the way, we are also finally, and I know this seems insane to talk about this right this second, guys, but we really are, I think, starting to step into the roaring 20s that we've been talking about since April of 2020. From the an entertainment off. and transportation standpoint, absolutely. People are traveling and people are spending money on entertainment. But what does that mean for Apple no, and Amazon? I, these, these They're not just spending money on entertainment, Dave, but it's a matter oh, I just I, We're talking about Amazon. We're talking about Apple. I do want to say this. I, I couldn't do this episode without calling our buddy Patrick right before this, whose career now is basically selling he just sells stuff on amazon that's all he does right he's an amazon mm-hmm. seller and i inquired with him uh, listen he's having the best month he's ever had but that could be it, it, that you can't that's not scalable right could, yeah. you, that's not representative because he deals in a handful of products he did admit to the fact that a lot of the products he just can't get them he just he just can't get them and, and i think a lot of what we'll talk about when it comes to apple today if you look at apple deeply the biggest risk factor for apple right now Without a doubt, it, I don't think it's inf- I don't think it's actually inflation because unlike a lot of these other companies, Apple actually has uh, what it's some insane amount of money that is being invested. Okay, their investable account, and as those interest rates go up on their investments, they'll actually earn more to balance out the higher cost of debt. And I think last quarter they were roughly even in terms of how much interest they were paying versus how much interest they were making so like and i think that might actually improve because i think they have less debt than they do in terms of their investable account so they have a lot of flexibility so i'm not super concerned with inflation as much but that supply chain guys i had some one of our mods emailed us and basically said that their laptop has been delayed three times and then i looked on twitter and I've been looking, and a lot of people are saying that their Apple shipments, not necessarily for the past month, but the shipments that are supposed to come in in the next few weeks are being delayed now for the second and third time and getting pushed out to June. Like, this, I think, is probably less an issue for this quarter for Apple. My concern for Apple is this next quarter, the June quarter. Uh, I'm really concerned about supply chain. China, as as we know, they have been shut down. Foxconn, I think, just again, again, shut down their lines at two factories in China, right? That, that could be a big problem for Apple. And if you look, like, I, I shop Apple all the time, and I'm always in the market for something new. And I'm not I'm not even talking about their latest and greatest, the, uh, the uh, studio product. But if you just look at their, I just put this in the cart here, just the... One of their top sellers, MacBook Pro, 14-inch. If you scroll down, they're not even promising it until June. We're, Dude, we're, in, Dave. we're in April. Dave, that, that's, a, that's a real problem. And that's, also, that's, their, that's their anticipated delivery. We know that we've, we've seen anecdotally people who follow our show have ordered, had these promised dates, and then they missed the date. And then they missed the date. So... Like June maybe is an optimistic date to actually get your product delivered? That's that's insane. And also, Dave, China was the fastest growing geo for Apple last quarter, okay? That's where a lot of their growth was coming. China is has to be I mean, I don't know, are they better right. or worse off? They don't have the shipment issues, but again, if they're all if a lot of big Chinese cities are now locked down they're probably not able to get, I mean, 
in a weird way, you think like maybe they care more about tech, so maybe that's actually helping the demand curve over there for Apple products. Uh, but they're probably not getting deliveries because they don't, again, they're not letting people. I saw pe- video, did you see this, of people letting their dog with with a rope out of their high-rise building, they're lowering their dogs with a rope. It, it blew my mind. All the way down to the ground so that their dogs can walk around and, and, and actually, like, use go to the bathroom because they're out of they're out of they're out of like not a litter i guess use litter for their dogs there in apartments like they're out of that stuff like and so they're lowering their dogs down so i don't think they're able to actually leave their buildings in a lot of areas it's wild it's like back in 2020 again absolutely it's not good it's a risk it's a risk factor it's a major risk factor but it's at definitely the same a risk time, factor. And, and I, and we saw that Apple is has the number one spot again. This was this was last quarter. But I've seen analysts saying that they're thinking that uh, iPhone sales are going to be lower than expected. How can an analyst say something's lower than expected? They're the ones who set the expectations. But anyway, they're saying they're going to have soft sales um, in China this quarter, it, and that could be a big problem um, for Apple. Okay. Also, um, the. Uh, Huh, sorry, I just lost. Just lost. Oh, stronger dollar. Stronger dollar is obviously uh, a headwind as well for margins for Apple, right? With many sales they do outside the U.S. I do have the numbers uh, on the investment fund generated 2.8 billion in interest uh, in dividend income, which offset the 2.6 billion in interest uh, from the 110 billion debt. Okay. So that's something just to be aware of for Apple. It's, it's, that's a net positive for Apple, but guys, I, I can't go into Apple earnings. It's one of my largest holdings. I just can't do it this quarter without hedging. So I did hedge almost my entire app. I essentially hedged my entire Apple long position. I have, uh, the equivalent amount of puts. Actually, I bought a little more puts then I have stock because there's so much premium that you have to pay right now, and that's what hurts. I bought in the money puts. Uh, I think my I think my puts are like the one. I don't know what's what's the trend at one sixty right now. I think my puts right are. Now. I think I have the one seventy fives. I see the one sixty fives or the one seventies. I'll I'll check here. But yep. that's are, how, and they expire Friday. Thirty. <laughs> what puts are expensive at VIX thirty. They're very expensive. They're very. It hurts. Which to is buy. why I haven't done anything because my philosophy on Apple is even if it's painful for another quarter, another year, another two years, Apple's going to be one of those companies that turns around. And so, pay. Would you sell your Apple stock anytime <laughs> in the next two years? Or are no, you just but I, putting this margin or this this hedge in place so that you're feeling a little bit better about your account balance? And not just thinking about your share total count in Apple. Dave, if I if I were younger and had an income, I, I kind of really don't have income outside no, of my investment. None of us have income. If, if I were if I were younger and had income, I probably wouldn't hedge at all. I have been slaughtered so bad uh, recently by this market uh, that I'm at a point where I just need to do some hedging. You know that I also have a more cost efficient hedge through shorting the SPY and shorting the Qs, which are basically just shorting the indexes that represent my portfolio. That's a way for me to hedge my portfolio without paying any premium fees, okay? And at the same time, I don't have to deal with any tax consequences, right? Because they're not similar assets, although they kind of do represent similar moves. So that's that's a really efficient way to hedge. But for Apple and Amazon this week, and we'll talk about Amazon, 
I wanted to do something that was more directly correlated to just this moment in time. And for that reason, I, I just couldn't stomach, I cannot stomach a mass, the thought of a massive black swan event happening to Amazon or Apple. Th that would destroy me. If these things got knocked 15%, right, 20%, something like that, I think it's in the cards that it could theoretically happen. I don't think that it will, but I just can't take on that risk. And the best way for me to hedge there was to buy some puts on both. Amazon, I'm only 50% hedge, not even, about 45% hedge on my mm -hmm. Amazon long, and I'll talk about why I did that as well. But I needed to I needed to put on this hedge. It's too much risk going into this earnings week. I have to get through this week. We can just get through this week. But you don't think you don't think there's any realistic chance that we're going to see either Apple or Amazon have the kind of hit that we saw in Facebook or uh, Netflix. I, I do you? I, well, well, I think no. I don't think it's like no Netflix. Absolutely not. I, I don't think. By the way, we're not financial yeah, advisors. Like this, both this of those stocks, this is what basically, we're doing for our account guys, just not financial buy. So do you, do your own homework and 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 figure out your own stuff. But Meta no, Facebook Dave, was cut in half. Netflix is down seventy percent from its all time high. Just yeah. The problem is, I mean, those guys are shedding users though, right? And so that's yeah. That I mean, you start doing that, and then your and, growth. Uh, and I don't see that. Very, I just, I just and, see that Apple is going to have a hard time selling as they have a product that is in high demand, but they're going to have a hard time actually fulfilling that product right now. Well, when was the Dave, last time they took a huge all at once haircut? Was it when they pre-announced like three years ago? But Dave, the stock reflects that though. You have to understand, I agree with you that there's a lot less downside sentiment on on either for different reasons on Apple and Amazon, but also Apple's trading at near all-time highs. So yeah. it wouldn't be a big deal for Apple to get a 20, 15 to 20% hit here. It's not like well, the it's, end it's of the It's already down 10% from its all-time high. So that's how much in more? this environment. 10% in this environment is trading way up, way up for tech stock. You know that, day. So App, Apple hasn't had its beating yet. And I'm not saying it's going to get one. By the, Apple has somehow figured out every quarter, they magically figure out a way to surprise us all, um, to surprise us all. And pull something out of the hat, and I yeah. love Apple for it. But this, I, quarter, I feel like I feel like Amazon or Apple. Whenever Apple has that pull something out of a hat moment, where they they are when you're when you're not expecting it, Apple wins. When you are expecting it, and they they all they you know they'll still have good numbers, but then they'll say something that just freaks everyone out. Dave, and it's Dave, those calls. It's these calls that make me a little more nervous than the actual numbers. I I agree. I, I, and by the way, the market is completely psychologically prepared to beat the hell out of anything that happens to be negative. If Apple gives us anything negative, they have not given us anything negative, Dave, and they have an amazing service business, right? They have an amazing way to fight inflation with the amount of cash they have that they're actually earning more money on. We talked about that. At the same time, the supply chain, this is a company that still has an insanely big hardware business that is super exposed. They've done a great job uh, figuring out how to beat the supply chain, right? Can they do it again? I can't take that risk. I can't do it. I can't do it, man. I just can't do it. I won't do it because I'm seeing the same thing you're seeing with these delays and it's scaring the hell out of me. They can't be delaying those types of products for that long. I don't think it's going to hurt this quarter as much. This coming up quarter, I believe that they're going to say something in this call. There's a good chance of it. 
that's going to scare the hell out of people because they don't have certainty. They're going to say, basically, we don't know what the hell's going to happen this quarter. That's what's going to worry me. They're not going to say anything. Yeah. Like, we literally don't know until this stuff gets figured out. Uh, by the way, they've done a pretty good job diversifying their supply chain, but by diversifying outside of China, but they're not there yet. They haven't fully done that yet. And and the and more that they... Their manufacturing is a problem if we have lockdowns. Cor correct. And also... Guys, you know, just stuff is getting held over there, just shipments. Even though if Apple's pulling it out quicker, they might be enduring much larger cost at getting yeah. their stuff out. Yeah. They, they, well, no, I, yeah, it, they, if, if they have to put it on a, on a airplane instead of a boat, it's going to cost more. I think they pretty much use planes anyway they, for Apple they, products. The boat's, but... the boat's costing more. Everything is costing well, more. And the boat hasn't really improved. I, I saw some stat where it, it was like 17 days back backed up or taking 17 days longer than normal, and we're down to like 14 days. It's like we've, we have seen an improvement, but it's still so much worse than it normally is that for companies that don't, depend on a boat to get their product from china I, I i just don't think the market is going to allow apple to stay at this ridiculously healthy level comparatively right if they come out and say anything negative or anything that clouds the next quarter i think they're going to have to get their beating like everyone else I'm, i hope that doesn't happen but if it does I'm prepared to take the hit with my hedge position on Apple. But by the way... Who, but they're really not guys? that much healthier. I mean, the market has taken a beating, driven by these big cap stocks that, that make up such a big percentage of the S&P 500. Uh, but all of them have been hit so hard. And for Apple right. to still be slightly better than the average is is saying a lot for them. It, it is. Can we talk about Amazon, though, for a minute? The one thing that they've had that have, has saved them okay, has been AWS has just literally been the, the they, that's been the savior for Amazon, right? Every quarter. It, yeah, but it, now, always, it always is. Can't, but now we're really asking a lot at AWS this quarter because I believe that, I, I don't know, man, I think the retail business at Amazon this quarter is really same thing, the cost pressure. We saw that 5% hike for fuel surcharge and for inflation, I think we all know that that 5% is not nearly enough to cover the increase in fuel and inflation that Amazon yeah. is having to deal with. They could only push their sellers so hard. I think that is a big negative sign. You know what else I think is a huge negative, guys? Actually, do you remember that? Remember that, remember that uh, uh, stock split that they announced that goes into effect in June? Looking back, I'm starting to think that that announcement could be... A, distra a distraction announcement for Amazon to try to counterbalance the volatility that they know might be hitting their stock this next quarter. Because, yeah. you know, we saw the stock run huge on that announcement, right? But if at the same at the same time, now if we have a really rough quarter for earnings, I feel that without the announcement, they, they needed to do something. It's odd timing. I thought it was odd timing for them to do that when they did. Now I'm nervous about it. I'm nervous that they did that in anticipation of wanting to counterbalance what could be a rough, rough quarter for Amazon. It's just a thesis. Yeah. But, and I, I by the way, I think stock split announcements are stupid, right? I mean, I hate, I hate them. I think the whole, we, we're not going to go into that again. But I'm but they worried are about a, Amazon. One, one thing that a company can do to put some something that doesn't have actually any financial impact on the company, put out there that, that gets people talking. And gets people thinking, oh, well, you know, if, if Apple, if Amazon is down, uh, you know, a $2,800 stock that, that 
goes down 50 points. 50 points sounds way worse than 10 points, right? Uh, by the way, yeah, comps... I guess. But the other thing, the biggest thing that it does is it creates more liquidity in the option. And, well, know, technically, uh, that's, uh, that's what it actually does. Or have yeah. been trading over the past five years. You've got way more options trading daily than you do stock. <laughs> and so it's huge for a company. Yeah. And it might make I it mean, worthwhile for me to uh, to write some covered calls on Amazon again, which just hasn't yep. really been worthwhile for a while. Yeah, I, I can't imagine like what would be happening at Amazon right now that would be super strong for the stock in this environment, other than AB, AWS continuing to prize us with just massive, but massive. Think about, which think it about could. AWS clients though, like Zoom stock is in the toilet. Like who who is um, using as much uh, data right now? They have been, using I mean, more they, than they have been historically. Is there anyone who's like all of a sudden really needing extra AWS? Dave, capacity? I, I don't think it's about that. I think the additional client rollouts and, and ads that they're getting, not just Amazon, everyone, right? Amazon, Google, I, we're, we're, we're con people were so conservative, even though during the pandemic we needed more. Now that we're coming out of it, I mean, these are moves that have been pent up demand for years and companies are fine. Institutions, enterprises, uh, governments, uh, all the above. Like we're right in that sweet part of the cycle still for all these cloud computing companies. And they are just still in that. They're just naturally have that tailwind. Right. And so if it continues, that's a huge positive for Amazon right now. It shows that that's the only thing that could happen this quarter, I think. That could possibly be uh, a surprise to the upside for Amazon. It makes me really nervous, though, guys. I just can't do it. So I had to buy puts on my Amazon position as well, like roughly covering roughly half, almost half. Roughly of half at probably pretty close to in the money puts. Right? Yeah, they're in. They're in, they're definitely in. in the money puts. Uh, and also comps. I want to mention this: comps for both Apple and Amazon. I don't pay much attention to this stuff, but the market does and analysts do. They're really tough this quarter relative to last year, right? They're yeah. starting to get into tougher comps. Um, so it's just, I don't know, got way more questions than answers. I would love to sit here and say, hey, I have the answer for Amazon and Apple earnings. There's, I don't. I've never been more clueless. And I, I think it's really important for investors to recognize when they just don't know and they have to take measures to protect themselves. And again, for me, I need to protect myself. For someone else, they might be like, hey, I'm not gonna play that game quarter to quarter. I know I wanna be in these two stocks long-term and I don't wanna do anything to take money off the table. Even if we get hit, hit here, I don't wanna mess with it because premiums are expensive. And even if you hedge with the general market, you can get caught. You see what happened yesterday with the market, how quickly it whiplashes. Who yeah. knows? Maybe Amazon AWS is super strong. Maybe Apple surprises us Imagine, somehow. So here, here's a couple of scenarios. Apple just blows it out and they have yet another record revenue year, a quarter, another record earnings. They're, what, last time, what did they beat by like 10%? Yeah, they beat 10 percent on earnings last quarter. What if what if they beat by twelve percent this time? Is that going to pull the whole market up, or is that just going to pull them up, or what's going to happen here? You, you know, you know what I feel like here, and at least we're admitting it. I feel like when you watch a, a chartist on CNBC and they basically <laughs> don't give you any position, but they try to act like they're giving you alpha. I'm not even acting like I'm giving you like we're giving. Did this show today is to show you that we've analyzed this, we've researched the hell out of it. I spent a lot of time on this, and I walked away 
with very little confidence, very little alpha. By the way, I want to, I do want to say this. This is really important. I just pulled up. I, I can draw uh, some pulled, lines on these uh, charts here. I just don't know. I mean, there's, there's a bottom. Um, here's another so, one. So guys, so guys, I pulled up uh, a web stats. I pulled up web, web traffic on aws.amazon.com on, you know, if those of y'all that don't know, I have a subscription that I pay uh, five figures for to be able to see this stuff year over year. And March looks really pretty darn good. Year, well, I mean, it's a huge jump between February and March, but there always is. Year over year, March is up. Well, take that back. It's about flat year over year, but February was flat ish a little down year over year uh january was actually down a tad year over year oh this is kind of scary because november and december were up huge year over year in my data that i'm looking at over last november and december but then it's not up year over year so dave maybe you have a maybe you brought up a good point like, I like they um, had that. am looking at the Google Trends, which is not as expensive as yours. It's free, but this is don't uh, believe AWS that last overload, little thing there. That, that's with, not accurate. Uh, Amazon Web Services and the I mean, last drop is, is nothing, Dave. That you can't look. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just saying that that this drop right here that we experienced in, from uh, 2020 to late 2020, and it's. But that's I mean, all. But that's all. I mean, listen. That that's. But that is not representative, and we have to completely ignore that data because we know that data is wrong because Amazon showed insane growth in web yeah. services over that time period. So that tells me we can't not trust that for data it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But Every, what, everybody what I am who, looking, who needs to buy AWS knows where to find it, and they don't have to Google for it. But <laughs> but on on the the web traffic data that I'm looking at. Yeah. It actually shows a monstrously huge jump between November, October, November, December of 20 to October, November, December of 21. Huge jump. But then in January, February, March, it's essentially flat, completely flat year over year. That is a massive negative sign for me on aws.amazon.com. It's just one signal. It's one data point. I want to emphasize this, guys. We don't trade data points unless we have the context and the narrative behind them. But Dave just threw out one possible narrative. Listen, we know that e-commerce right, is hurting. We know that a lot of potential legacy clients of Amazon potentially are hurting here very recently as we come out of COVID. Uh, by the way, I was on the first one of the first uh, um, legs flights without mask uh, coming back from Denver. I did I did this amazing trip to Denver where I got to go to Red Rocks to see Wiz Khalifa uh, and actually got to hang out with him backstage. It was absolutely wild. But uh, I on my leg back, it was it was what everything we always thought of like post pandemic. It was like people were going on spring break and they were just on a random business flight in the middle of the day. The, the, the <laughs> flight attendants, the flight attendants were so joyous. I heard one of them say that it felt like her first day on the job again. She just, she was like, this feels like I, I feel today like I felt the first day I ever got on a plane as a flight attendant. That's how joyous it was. But that just kind of shows you the sentiment towards, you know what, I'm going to go out. And shop. I'm going to the mall, man. I'm I'm going to, to places like I'm. I am more concerned 
about e-commerce at this very moment than I was 60 days ago because of the sentiment of people just want at this happening right at the time when the sun's coming out, right? You just want to get out. Who knows? It could be a massive negative for their legacy clients. It doesn't look great to me when I look at web traffic. Maybe I'll up my Amazon hedge a little bit more. <laughs> Maybe I'll sell all my stocks and stop being an investor. <laughs> Maybe I'll sell okay. in May and go away and then I'll buy them again in, uh, when am I supposed to buy them? Uh, Halloween, I think, October 31st. I'm gonna say something that's gonna piss all of our, oh, by the way, Molson Coors has saved my portfolio this year. Someone says, guys, I wish I would've held my full position in Molson, Molson, uh, Molson Coors tap. Well, they Man, well. Molson Coors is solid right now, I love it. Guys, I, I, I sold most of my Molson Coors, unfortunately, and I did not get to take advantage of a lot of the recent run up. Um, let me say this, guys. I wanna say something that's gonna piss some people off, but I hope people take it the right way. All the pain we're going through right now, um, this is really bad. I know a lot of people that watch this show have real struggles, and this is just unbelievably painful for them and their families. I'm so sorry for this. Once we get through this, I don't know when we're going to be done with this. We will look back at this time as being presenting ourselves with the largest opportunity that this is everything that we dream of as investors for the market to correct so that those of us that do have some income in their lives that can dollar cost average over time uh that we could actually invest in the market and feel good about it again there was a point last year you know this guys when we all decided we all basically said we're going to stop pouring money into public into our public trades generally because it's it doesn't feel right and we started investing a lot in private companies again i invested a lot in nfts because i just it just didn't as crazy as that seems it seemed less crazy than pouring additional money into a lot of the a lot of the trades that we had and been in i moved which were, i moved a bunch of money into crypto and i saw which is not done well but i was i basically was looking for something <laughs> that was an alternative to stocks and when but, I look but, at my account balance, like my summary account balance line had, had this like big drop off. I actually went back and was like, what in the world happened? It's, it's because I moved $2 million out of my account over time to put into alternative investments, including startups and uh, way more Bitcoin and Ethereum than I need. Yeah, but I'm starting to look at the market right right now, guys, and and, and I can ne I do not time the I do not time the market well. I will never try other than a social arb event like the pandemic when that hit. I time that, but other than that, I don't time macro events like this. But I'm starting to look at some 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 opportunities. Like I look at Coinbase right now. I look at Coinbase, and I'm like, yeah. I'm not in Coinbase. I, I sold a little bit that I had, and I the NFT launch that Coinbase had disappointed me. It's limited in scale. Maybe it will get better but I'm not investing in Coinbase on the launch of their NFT market anymore. Uh, I do not have a confidence that it's a game changer for that company like I anticipated it might be. But I'm looking at Coinbase and I'm thinking, man, these guys are making investments for the far off future. And if we, if crypto ends up being even half of what we think it might be for the next 20 years, if blockchain and NFTs and this whole world uh, changes the way I anticipate it will, Coinbase is going to be one hell of a bellwether anchor company uh, to invest in a company that's highly profitable, a company that is in the process of getting into subscription products. You know that they're, they're, they're testing a 20, what was it like $25 a month for all the crypto trading yeah. you want? There's the, to kind of get... Yeah, it's a subscription with free trades after that. And I don't know how they're 
what what they're really doing because there's still potential for <coughs> making a profit on the spread. I'm just saying, guys, I wish I had a real job right now. I wish I had a job where people were just paying me money and I had some extra income. I mean, listen, well, you know, I it's a, it's a do... very good job market. If you wanted to go get a job right now, you could. <laughs> so I ha- I have a few. I am actually focused right now on a few things for cash flow. I have my restaurant. We're looking at expanding our restaurant. Uh, we're looking at also uh, Collecticon, which I'm a big uh, have a big part in Collecticon. Uh, our ice cream venture. I hope that ends up being a big cash flow. I'm looking. I'm, where can I'm I really start looking making? Looking forward to the ice cream store opening. Yeah, where can I? But but that that's kind of designed as kind of a hybrid cash flow venture slash venture scalable business, kind of the hybrid. I'm like, where can I start making real money this next year? To where I'm every month I have some extra cash to put into some of the things that I love. Because guys, I'm telling you, I mean Jordan, even you, as conservative as you are. You have to be looking at some of this stuff right now and just being like, you've got to be thinking about getting more aggressive at some point in the future, right? At these valuations. So, I mean, everything that I've done is purely tactical. I, I could kind of see, I saw the, I saw this coming. And so I sold a bunch of stock and I didn't do that just to hold cash. I did it for opportunities that will come down the line. This is, uh, this is what, this is what you do. I didn't sell everything. I still like 70% invested. Yeah. I mean, listen, we just had an amazing Twitter spaces on Lithium America. You know, it's one of my largest positions. I'm still a little nervous short term that Elon's going to come out and say, I'm definitely getting into the lithium business. I don't think that's a negative for LIC, but the market seems to think it is. And if he actually does that, I could see Lithium America falling even harder than it fell already. So, like, I'm a little nervous about the next few months, uh, but it's still that's a company I kind of would like to own some more of. I really would. Uh, I want to be in heavier in that company prior to August when we get closer to that. Yeah, I think we get out of this quarter and some of this uh, madness that's going on in the stock market. And I think, I mean, I would love to go pretty heavy into LAC. Uh, But Jordan, don't you think they're pre-revenue? And so you get people that are getting dunked on in the rest of their portfolio. And that's a place that they can go and raise some cash because they're up huge. And so, you know, I think that, you know, I hope that there's some better opportunities between now and when they actually start generating revenue. Yeah, I, and can I, I do want to mention something because I don't know how many shows we'll have between now and Saturday. Guys, I know you'll want to know about me and ApeCoin. Yes, ApeCoin is now one of my largest positions, period. I'm talking about between all my investors. How crazy is that? If you combine ApeCoin and my board Ape NFT together, they are... It, it could be my number one position right now in the entire stock market. And for those of y'all who don't know, uh, board, uh, Yuga Labs is launching the other side metaverse. When I say launching, they're, they're basically going to basically sell some NFT that will represent some future purchase of land on Saturday. I think at 12 noon. So, I yes, I completely went in heavier than on my, that position. I've been adding to that position. So far, so good. I think we're at like... It come, came down a little bit in the last six hours with the stock market, but it was like hovering above 18 bucks, ApeCoin, which is incredible. And I, 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 my thesis, my thesis thinks it takes us a lot higher between now and Saturday. That's my thesis. I'm not a financial advisor. Please, this is crypto, guy. This is like the crypto of the metaverse. Is there anything riskier? I don't even know of anything riskier. So do not take that as financial advice, but I am really heavy in ApeCoin. Uh, it's a risk I'm willing to take. And I'm really looking forward to Saturday. I, and by the way, if I don't like what I see on Saturday, I might just sell all of my eight coins. 
on Saturday. I could sell 100% of it if I don't. If, when this announcement comes out, if the, yeah. the reaction to it uh, is is negative or falls flat, I will be out of that eight coin so quick. I can't like, believe you have such a big percentage of your net worth in a fake monkey money that is all riding on fake monkey land that is maybe going to be cool or maybe not. And you have to decide whether or not to keep your monkey money after they show you what their land actually well, looks like. Although we've well, kind of seen... It's highly strategic, and I will say I am going to do a Twitter Spaces at some point this week with um, New Street, which is a company that me, Dave, and Jordan uh, helped. We were the foundational capital of, and the New Street Twitter account. What is their Twitter account, Dave? It's N-E-U-S-T-R-E-E, right? just going to website to see if I can I think it's N-E-U-S-E, N-U-E. I should be able to say spell out the name of our company. Here's how to spell the name of the company. Yeah. So we are going to do an amazing, what I think is going to be an amazing uh, Twitter spaces this week on the new Twitter account. I, I don't have a firm time and date uh, about about the other side and about ApeCoin going into this weekend. And I can't wait to do it. This is an area I'm really passionate about. I know I'm freaking crazy, <laughs> but, but it, it's going to be a fun one, guys. And I know I don't want to get the sentiment up too much, Jake. So we're all hurting. We all, by the way, I lost a crazy amount of money today, guys, just like you. I'm actually starting to legitimately hurt, like, like legitimately really hurting with this market, guys. Dave, you you're not doing well either. I mean, you you no. got to be hurting too. No, this is not this is not a this is not fun in games. No, this is not fun <laughs> in games. Uh, that's why I need ApeCoin to like. Otherwise, I I, I just would cry all uh, night. Another, like another I, <laughs> another half million dollars today, almost. Dave, stop! <laughs> I can't listen to that. That's way more than me. I, 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 well, yeah, because you're you have a short on the SPY and these uh, puts in place. Yeah, on yeah. stocks that are like when Tesla goes down ten percent, almost eleven percent. Now that kills my portfolio. That, that, Half of that, my losses are Tesla right now. I love I real I love Tesla long term more today. I told you this than I ever have. Short term, not so sure about anything. Long term, I really do like Tesla right now. Um, by the way, you know what else I kind of like, Dave? And I'm not a Bitcoin guy. You know that. I'm not a Bitcoin guy. Um, like I'm not a major Bitcoin guy. I kind of starting to like the idea of Bitcoin right now at these levels for for the long term too. I feel like yeah. this everything's just lining up for Bitcoin at some point here. I know you were too early on your move. I've been saying that for a long time though. It's it's not a short term. I don't put money that I need into Bitcoin. I put money that I think will be worth more in the future. And, yeah. But if yeah. it goes to zero, I'm still okay. That's um, my rule on by, Bitcoin. By the, guy, by the way, guys, someone's asking about Google. I just want to apologize. I only researched Apple and Amazon going into this episode, guys. It's just there's a lot going on this week. I'm really focused on some NFT stuff, and I wanted to do my work on Amazon and Apple. Uh, I, we might, I almost think like that other episode we're going to do later this week, guys, uh, the, the, the Snapchat anti, the, 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 that storyline that's connected to Snapchat but not about Snapchat. I don't even know if it's appropriate this week with everything going on in the market. No, maybe, I think there's too much going on. We can talk about yeah. that maybe, maybe we'll do that next I'll just say I this. Think, guys, I think we, we could do if you want to do uh, if you want to listen to the earnings call, we could we could live stream and react to that um, for both both of the stocks that we're talking about because they're both on the same day after after hours. Are they both on the same day? Are they both Thursday? Yes, they're both okay, Thursday. Let me check my after schedule. Hour. 
Let me check my schedule first. And I saw um, someone asking how much I have uh, down year to date, uh, which this this includes money that I have uh, taken out of my account. Oh God, I don't even want to know. I'm, I, Dave, I'm going to throw up if you tell me. I, it hurts me more for some reason when you tell me how much <laughs> you lost than because I know I have like I'm like I don't I'm so used to losing massive amounts of money. I See, I, I'd, have to, I'd have to go through and do a better job of, for a year-to-date number. I have to do a better job of like figuring that out, figure out when <laughs> I took money out because I've taken a bunch of money out, a million dollars to move into Bitcoin and other things, uh, nearly a half million dollars to uh, invest in an, a little uh, startup venture. Um, just it just seems like I think I calculated it took about two and a half to three million dollars out of the portfolio. But if I hit year to date, just on this quick summary shows that I'm down 3.2. But if you back out 2.9 of that being taken out for other purposes, that's, that's far less pain. Uh, I but have those, but those other purposes are basically worth nothing until they become worth something, right? A startup doesn't, doesn't mean anything until it's actually something. Guys, I am down so much. I, I'm not, my latest Crocs investment, I'm destroyed in that Crocs investment. My latest Crocs investment, I really got hit hard on that one. So I, I'm so happy that I did clean out my portfolio a couple months ago. Just sold, just went through and sold almost everything that I didn't have some level of conviction in. Um, I, I sold half of my Crocs thinking that it had already gone down so much and I like them for the long term. But I guess foam shoes are just no longer the thing. Okay, I want Eric asked, asked asked a great question that I do not want to answer on this episode because I really want to spend some time and give you a really quality answer. Which are the best stocks to buy if the stock market trades sideways for the next one to two years? That is an awesome, awesome question, Dave. Can we do an episode? Let's do a sideways a sideways that market episode. Be. Yeah, that's a that's a full episode. You want to do that this week? Maybe, yeah. I, I just want to make sure I have time to research. But yeah, that is a great next, question. We can do it next week. I'll put that. And I'm going to slate that for everybody who um, keeps a calendar of dumb money <laughs> episodes, so that they can uh, they can watch along at home. I'm going to put that on my calendar for the third. Yeah, I I Sideways love that. Market. That's where my well, my head wow. is kind of there, but I'll, you, you know where else my head? Well, my head is also like. At some point, I'm going to be willing to like, I think in a sideways market, I'm okay making some big bets on rebound stocks that I really believe in, like Coinbase, uh, maybe like Tesla, uh, you know, stocks like, quite honestly, if Amazon and Apple do get punished here, stocks like, you know, Amazon and Apple, like at some point tech, like at some point, listen, Shopify. Right now you, you have to also not fight the Fed. The Fed is going to stop inflation at all costs to your yes. personal po personal portfolio. Yes. You have to realize that um, that is his job. His job is to screw your portfolio to get prices down. That's all he cares about. He wants to screw you to get prices down. That's, that's right. his job. I, and and right now we're I'm I'm looking at my portfolio going, why am I in these stocks at all when I know that all he's doing is trying to make those stocks go down, unofficially. 
I I want to leave with one one other thing, and this is the bearish bull who has a ton of cash like Jordan, and he's waiting. He's like, when do I go in? My philosophy, my I'll general tell you philosophy. When you, go in, my... you go in when the Fed's not tightening into a slowing economy, right? And so when you start so, looking at the economy actually growing again, the, the last that I've heard from the Atlanta Fed is that they're expecting 0% GDP growth here, right? And so that's, that's a big problem when you're tightening. But uh, also, Jordan, here's, the, here's my only issue with that. And I, I, I think you have a valid point. But if the entire market, and I'm not saying they are, but if the mar- if, if the people that move this market are thinking like what you're thinking, then what naturally is going to happen is those same people or other people are going to try to front run that. that, that no, that you front run right? it, right? So, but you have to see some light at the end of the tunnel, right? And so yeah. is it three months out? So you start looking at forward earnings evidence that uh, these guys are going to put out at the end of next quarter, right? Because yeah. this quarter... You know, they're going to still have maybe okay earnings, um, but they'll guide down, right? Because they've got, like you you mentioned the comps. So people are going to have almost impossible comps coming out of last year. Um, And so next quarter, you're going to, you know, you're going to have the actual bad quarters, but maybe they have, they start to guide a little bit better because they're coming out of the, um, you know, they're coming at at better comps for Q3. And so that's uh, listen, maybe that's something to look forward to. Jordan, can we have a, another standalone? Listen, I, I think rather than us doing social ARB episodes, which are very tough right now in this environment, we've said that we can't trust de- we can't trust demand data if the market's moving on supply chain data and inflation. But Jordan, can we have a standalone episode on that? When do we get back in? How do yeah. we get back in? It's a really important question. Uh, I have Brian Al Alves Alves. I have not seen the Las Vegas travel data, but uh, I have concerns with Vegas. I was there multiple times recently and major concerns about Vegas only because they're not getting the uh, the corporate convention traffic back yet. Uh, and that's what all of Vegas is about right now. So it, it's very concerning still for Vegas. But there's an article, Dave, that is like literally it's your remember i sent it to you maybe a few weeks ago it's yeah. about your triple leverage triple leverage triple leverage this study guys i'm not going to reveal too much but we have a study that recently came out on the this is kind of like dave's dream study on his triple leverage etf i think it's actually fascinating i used to think dave was a nutball when he used to talk about this triple leverage etf because everybody tells you don't ever be in it for the long term, ever, ever, ever. You have to click but a bunch a... of boxes agreeing that you know that this is not something you're supposed to hold overnight. But there is a study that proves otherwise, and I want to do a standalone episode, because I know Dave is going to be so excited to do it, uh, about this study on triple leverage ETFs, because that, for some people, for some people, that might just be one of the most interesting ways to trade coming out of this environment but I for the almost next think, few yeah, years. That, that's not, uh, I'm second guessing my own, even though I've seen the data, I'm second guessing being in a triple leveraged ETF while the Fed is tightening. It's almost like if I, you, you don't want to time the market, but what if you just rely on one piece of data? What is, <laughs> what is the Fed doing? Has that interest rate gone up or down? When someone says, okay, you guys are saying Vegas is booming in the content. Here's my issue with that. And this is where you have to be really careful as an investor. When someone says Vegas is booming, that might, and I'm saying that 100% that this is right. But that might be because people that we know are going to vacation 
or vacationing in Vegas on the weekends, and they're like, the casinos were 100%. It was like post-COVID. It was a party. It was insane. There were lines outside of every restaurant and club. And yes, that, that might have been true on Friday and Saturday nights. But the other five nights that are normally at 70 to 80% capacity, when it's pure convention business that Vegas makes an insane amount of money off of, it's, those are 35%, right? And, and that is a, you're not maybe seeing that because your friends and all the people are saying Vegas is booming on Twitter and Instagram are there on Friday and Saturday nights for a bachelor party or whatever. Like, it just, you have to be really, really careful when it comes to Vegas. And Vegas, I'm not saying that they're not starting to see conventions starting to come back. Maybe there's some lights at the end of the tunnel here. But when I was in Vegas, I would interview everyone I spoke to about this. And they were all the Uber drivers, the dealers, right? Like the people at restaurants, the host. And they were all telling me, they're like, dude, they're like, we're not even making enough money to pay our rent. Like it's crazy. Uh, They were like, and the issue is, you know, there's a lot of business in Vegas. I never realized this. That comes from people that work in Vegas. So a lot of those people that go out on the weeknights are actually in those casinos and spend money on dinners and gambling and club. Those are people that work in Vegas. And those people are not doing well enough to spend money. They're doing well enough to basically just get by, but they're not doing well enough to go out and do all the stuff they used to do uh, service industry time. So I think I think the Vegas story is a little bit more difficult to understand, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I I love Vegas, and I hope it comes back really hard. I, I I'm still I fully believe in my rebound story for travel. Uh, I I bought more Booking.com right before the market started going down. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, that was not a good timely purchase, but I did buy more Booking.com. And I'll probably buy more Booking.com. That's one of those stocks. I'll just continue to buy more because I these are things that I have a lot of confidence, a lot. So, all right, guys. I'm sorry for y'all that are losing a lot of money. We're there with you. Uh, sometimes there's no easy way out. Sometimes there's there's no information we can give you to like. I I don't know of any way to to confidently make money in this market. My best idea right now is to try to survive this to try to 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 try to to reduce the amount of money we lose every day so that when we do get to a better point we have some money left for what i think is going to be one hell of a five-year cycle and by the way everyone that's like poo-pooing like this is it we're screwed forever because of all the money we printed and all this stuff i had this talk with lynn yesterday he gets nervous. You know, he like he gets nervous when this mm-hmm. stuff happens. Uh, I, 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 there's one thing that Elon said that I think was so prolific and correct, which was this. Uh, this is not exactly how he said it, but he was basically saying that this new era of robotics and automation and all this stuff, it's going to have a profound impact on our economy in just in amazing, amazing ways. And, and it's going to take away jobs. And so I know that sounds bad, but we are our standard of living and the amount of resources that, and the efficiency and productivity that's going to enter the business cycle is going to be unlike anything that we've ever seen. It's going to be similar to the technology revolution and maybe way, way bigger. 
Um, the only way that you benefit from that, unfortunately, is by being in the investor calls. And that's why we do this show. This show is literally to, to inspire people to become part of the investor class because I think if you are not part of the investor class this next cycle, the next five to 15 years, when automation and AI and robotics starts to hit every single industry sector in the world, oh my gosh, you might just have to resort to living off of universal income from the government, which by the way, for a lot of people is going to be cool, but like you're either going to be part of the investor class and you are going to be really well off as a result of it, or you're not, and your job is going to be at risk, or like you're, dude, it's where that ends. Like, I don't know, but I, I had never felt more confident about being part of the investor class than going into the next cycle, whenever the hell it starts. It yeah. could be a year or two away, right? We just have to survive the downtrend. And I just want to, before we before we head out, I want to point out two comments that I thought were really uh, interesting. Uh, this one, the mantra was, don't fight the Fed all the way up. Now the Fed reversed, and the mantra is the same. Don't fight the Fed. The marker is a tide. His tide is going out. The best trade is no trade. And then the other one, Lisa Autry says... Chris, the Fed wants you to get a job. That's dumb money. I'm working harder than I've ever worked in my life right now. I'm literally like, I don't have a, no job pays me a salary, but like I have four sources of income that I'm having to work my butt off to get to a point to where the income starts coming in. And one of those is the ice cream mentor. I'm so excited guys. We're on, we're on schedule for July opening in New York. Uh, Dude, there's so many. I will, we'll do the happen. show live from there, or at least I'll be yeah. there. I, I, Dave will be, be there. I won't be there for the grand elsewhere. opening. I don't think I'm traveling. All right, guys, thank. You. Oh, can you give us a thumbs up before you leave, please? Please do. And uh, and follow the New Street Twitter account. Can everybody follow the New Street Twitter account so you know when we're going to do this Twitter Spaces about ApeCoin and the other side? Which I don't know. It might be a complete flop, but it might be one of the most interesting things that happened in the nft space ever today like this saturday like it's actually in a few days might be the biggest event to ever past did, did you future. ever start that metaverse channel that you were going to start because that's where you should be live streaming on saturday so what i decide to do dave um for the benefit of our company new uh is to do regular i'm gonna do regular we're gonna we're gonna do twitter spaces for dumb money content on our Twitter account. And for NFT stuff, I'm going to be doing Twitter spaces maybe as often as weekly on the New Street Twitter account, um, talking about NFTs and talking about everything metaverse related, which is about 35 to 40% of my my day right now, my life. So yeah, so follow New Street's Twitter account and tell them you're excited to join from the Dumb Money crew and give us a thumbs up before you leave. And we'll talk to you. We'll do something this week, later this week. Sure. If uh, we might be uh, live streaming the earnings announcement, we're definitely going to do something. And we have a lot of shows planned for next week. So if you're not subscribed yet, now's the time to do it. We're done, money. We will see you. Go Mavs. Let's go. <laughs>